Welcome to the Delvin Cox Experience, the podcast in which each week I'm on a one-man mission to United Culture University. I'm your host, Delvin Cox, and with me on the podcast is two guys getting ready to celebrate episode 100, and if you're watching the video, one of them immediately turned to a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> he straight up, he vaped, and then all of a sudden his entire picture just disappeared because he's got that thing in the background yes <laughs> he's got our logo in the background that's on, funny on the podcast with me is eric and matt from the 69 whiskey's podcast how you guys doing why is it that i have been on this show three or four times actually no five times technically if you count the two patreon episodes that i've done yes i don't know why i'm running out of guests why do you why do you why do you keep calling me over <laughs> running out of guests clearly clearly yeah, i'm running clearly. out of guests clearly so if you're listening send me someone anybody except matt <laughs> <laughs> anybody else <laughs> delvin hates white people confirmed no i'm kidding <laughs> oh, i mean based off the last couple of episodes i can see people say that and then, <laughs> but then to counter that Adam Nutter's coming on, so. Uh, uh. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no, not I, it's Nutter. Gonna, it's going to go to, yeah, he hates black people. So, here we go. Oh, Can't shit. win. <laughs> Can't win. Oh, my God. Oh, man. As always, we'd like to start the podcast off with the five for five. Five questions, five answers to get the ball rolling. Matt and Eric, are you ready? Oh, sure. of course I'm ready. Question number one. What cartoon character are you most like? Oh, my God. Oh, I have so many good and bad answers. I don't know if I have any answers. Uh, all right. So then I'll just go with a classic one. Okay. Uh, Jason Todd. Red Hood? Yep. Uh, constantly is dealing with the demons inside of him, constantly is being on the verge of overly violent and, uh, what is necessary and is constantly dealing with the issues of being let down by somebody that he idolizes. And a clown also beats you with a crowbar. I mean, <laughs> that's a good answer. That's a well thought yeah. answer. Yeah, Thank I like you. that answer. That's a well thought out answer. All right, Matt, come this point is all. Let's let's hear your answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 probably I don't know why, but I think I'm leaning more towards Captain Rex from Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Reason oh, be, reason being is because he's a man that does his his job. He does his duty, and um, sometimes he finds himself in questionable situations when it comes to leadership and it makes him question his own morals sometimes. Okay. That's a good answer. I like Captain Rex. He's, like one of, he's he, my favorite Star Wars character. I think of all time at, at, at this point, he's just too well-written. I have, I have one other that I would like to throw in for myself real quick, just okay. because I thought of it. Uh, Hugo Farnsworth from uh, Futurama. Good news, everyone. The world is ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like Futurama. I thought Matt was going to say Peter Griffin. I mean, it's accurate. It's accurate. 
<laughs> right now it looks accurate. I got the white shirt. I got the glasses. You know, I, I could see him getting his ass kicked by a chicken. Yeah, there you go. Well, technically speaking, he hasn't. It's kind of been an even. It's it's been an even uh, fight between the two chickens. So over the chicken and him. So. Yeah. Uh, he, always, he always walks away from it. So that's that's what we should do in the future. We should have you fight an emo. Oh, why the fuck? What is this? What do I look like? The great emo war, emu war in a fucking Australia? I'd lose that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the whole point. You're gonna go. You're gonna go defend the honor of Australia and go fight an emu with your bare hands. Good luck with that. Yeah, I'm dead. I'm gone. <laughs> I'm, I'm gone. Now I'm dead. <laughs> All right. Question. Number two, if you can name your podcast any other name besides 69 Whiskey, what would it be? And I ask this question because I don't know if your podcast name fits you anymore. Are y'all drinking whiskey? Are y'all 69ing? No. I mean, well, maybe okay. y'all are. I don't know. Maybe y'all okay, know. hold on, we'll hold on. on. Private. Yeah, you know, y'all might be. So... So as far as what I would name it, if you, if I had, if I had to rename the podcast, I think I would, ch I might change it to fuck me like you hate me. That, that might be absolutely worse name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh. I, I don't know, like with the reason why I love 69 Whiskey so much and the reason why I feel like it still does fit us personally is because of the connotation of what a 69 Whiskey actually is. Elaborate. Well, I, I, I'm pretty sure we've discussed this on your podcast before, but a 69 Whiskey is another term for a military whore is so in the in the military and in the especially uh because i'm army the way that it works is every job has two numbers and a letter so my job in the military which was a forward uh, fire support specialist my job was a 13 fox so what do you call a military whore a 69 whiskey okay or a Joho, Barracks Bunny, whatever you want to call them. But all of them fall under the term 69 Whiskey. I also like the term G.I. Ho, just so we're aware. Okay. Yeah, G.I. Ho's are fantastic. I love them. So does this name make you guys the 69 Whiskey? Are you the hoes? He's more of the ho. He's okay. definitely more of the hoe. Let's be fair, Delvin. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm definitely a hoe, and... uh. I don't really consider myself a 69 whiskey because typically those are the people looking to sleep with the military and uh, my history. Uh, I've only ever bagged one other uh, veteran. Uh, actually, no, two, two. I have two veterans in my in my uh, body bags. Uh, but. As far as whiskey, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess, yes, I am a 69 whiskey. Then I've got two, I've got two veterans that I've slept with. So yeah, I am a 69 whiskey. Oh, man, I think if, for, I think if I was going to rename the show, it would probably be roughly around one of the, one of the 
episode titles that I named way back when. And that was an episode called BDSM Boozin. And I think that I would call the, the show that. Because okay. technically speaking, a lot of our content does come from the kink and BDSM communities. So I think that would only make sense. And of course, we talk about drinking occasionally um, and stories are surrounding it. But yeah, I think that's what I would call the show. Okay. So clearly Matt has been thinking about this for a while, Eric, just to let you know. So... No, I, I think 69 Whiskey is good because... Stop lying! No, I... <laughs> I like when people get confused. I had a dude talk say to us on tours, like, what the fuck is this? I thought we, you guys talked about whiskey. That's why I followed you. I'm just like, read the description of the fucking Twitter bio, bud. And you're like, fooled you, bitch. Fooled you, bitch. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's great. Learn, learn your army vernacular, homie. <laughs> All right. Question number three. Both of you guys give me your top three cereals. I'll go first. And yes, I'm going to judge okay. what cereals you pick. Um, does it have to be in particular order or no? It doesn't have to be in particular order. We don't have to okay. That. I'm going to go Rice Krispies, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and Cinnabon cereal. Okay. All right. Like well, I've got, I've got one in common with you, which is the uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Okay. That's good uh, for both of you guys. I approve of that. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, I I love me some Reese's Puffs, and I also <sighs> eat them up, eat them up, eat them up. Problem is, I don't eat a whole lot of cereal. I hate tricks. Uh, no, you clearly do like tricks. No, well, look at that hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lucky Charms is fucking boring. Hmm. That's an interesting way to put Lucky Charms. I think Lucky Charms now is boring, though. Back when no, I was younger, no. they were probably much more whimsical, and then they changed the whole look of the cereal, and it just Listen, became anything else. They've always been boring. They've been they they've been less healthy fucking Cheerios mixed in with fucking uh, little marshmallows. See, that's the caveat. The marshmallows. Nobody buys Lucky Charms for the fucking cereal. Cereal is not great. The marshmallows I, is what people like. Exactly, but like, if I want to buy a cereal to like actually sit down and enjoy eating a bowl of cereal, I'm not gonna buy a fucking box of Lucky Charms. No, absolutely <sighs> not. So I gotta go with the Cinnabon cereal because at least I've had that one before. Like, I'm not gonna say that it's one of my favorites because, well, it's just the same thing as the fucking Cinnamon Toast Crunch, just made slightly differently. But you know why I picked that one though? Because if you really think about it, it's it holds up in milk much better than cinnamon. It's Toast Crunch. also overpriced as shit because it's got the big Cinnabon label on it. True, but let's be fair. Anything that's Cinnabon fucks. Let's be let's be honest with ourselves. It fucks. Yeah. It's missing the best part. The fucking cum that is the icing that you just lick off the plate like the dirty whore that you are. Look, 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 look. <laughs> I don't want to discuss cereal and cum ever. <laughs> Those are two things I don't want to ever <laughs> go together. Tell me, hold on, hold on, hold on. Delvin, Delvin. Yeah. Tell me that 
the consistency of the uh, icing for this for Cinnabon is it almost the exact same consistency as jizz? That is disturbing. Why? <laughs> Tell me I'm him. wrong. Tell me I'm wrong though. Tell me I'm wrong though. I like to eat cinnamon. Now I can't eat that shit no more. Now I'm not gonna be able to eat cinnamon no more. Because first thing I think about is this motherfucker was talking about jizz in the cinnamon. You're out of pocket for that one, Eric. You are out of pocket. (laughs) No. Absolutely. I don't care what the fuck it feels like. It fucking tastes amazing. I'll shit. I'll sit there with the plate. It's nice to know what it's nice to know what Eric would do if he had a plate of cum on there too. <laughs> no, same nah. fucking thing. Nope. Oh, man. Question number four. This is an important question I've asked. Most people who come on the podcast this question. Let's see what you guys' answer is for it. Describe the fruit of the loom logo. Isn't it just like a bunch of fruit hanging out in like the middle of nowhere? Because like, if I remember correctly, they don't have a basket for it, which I think is a really, really big failure on their part. I think if you had like the fruit in like a comfy looking basket, it would be a little bit more appealing and like on the nose with their branding. Okay. Matt. I want to hear your answer now. I don't wear Fruit of the Looms, so I don't know. You never wore Fruit of the Looms, ever, in life. You've never seen the logo, nothing. I've seen the logo. I just never... So, so in your head, what does the logo look like? What do you remember it looking like? It's just fruits. It's just that. That's it. It's just okay. a bunch of fruits together. Isn't there, like, an apple and, like, a banana somewhere? I know that there's, yeah, like, there's grapes. A, it's... Let me guess. This has got to be a dick and balls joke somehow, isn't it? No! Okay. Nothing to do with that! The reason I ask because it's the Mandela effect thing. And there are some people like me what? who remember it being in a cornucopia. Oh my oh, God. Fuck. Oh my God. And there are some people, I guess, like you guys, that remember it just being fruit. Yeah. Like just in the air. And this is a big deal. So you, are the, you guys are the first ones who remembered it being just fruit. Now I'm looking at it. I remember the cornucopia. I'm looking See? at it right now. I remember that cornucopia. They just took it away for some reason. Yeah. People remember it having a cornucopia, and Fruit of the Loom said it never had a cornucopia. But there are actual like pictures of it having a cornucopia. No, yeah, that's bullshit. I remember a cornucopia. And that's the thing. Now you guys know the Mandela effect with, with Fruit of the Looms, at least. Hmm. Because somebody told it to me, I'm like, didn't have a cornucopia? I'm like, and they're like, yeah, it didn't. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. No way. And they were, sure enough. Huh. Were, I, yeah. I, read, I read something, according to Fruit of the Loom, they never had a cornucopia in their logo. Ever. Bullshit. So it's, like the, it's like the Bernstein Bears and Bernstein Bears bullshit. Yes. Y'all heard you heard that Mandela effect I, I heard that one. Yes, I No, did. it's Bernstein Bears. Wasn't it another company that had the cornucopia? Hold on. Cuz I know that there was a company that had a cornucopia as See, part thing, of their logo. Eric, it's the thing, Eric. What company would have a cornucopia besides Fruit of the Loom? Like what other company that just has a bunch hold of on, Fruit of the on. logo? Hold on. 
hold on, because I, I I think I can I can pull this one. Okay. Uh, I'm all ears. Let, let me research. Give give me a minute. You guys keep talking. Yeah, I guess, I guess we'll go with the final question then while we're all searching right. for this. We we will go with the final question, final Jeopardy, for all the answers. So. Matt can redeem himself for that terrible. Redeem myself. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I guess I miss. I guess I misunderstood my... the question. LG. Again, I can't even say it now. LBGTQ people. Just defending all of them. Hey, listen, it's all. It's and all I love, love all of them. It's they're all, all my people. Yes, they're all love. So, question number five. What is your favorite? I guess this is phase four now. MCU movie. None of them, because I haven't seen any of them. You, you remember favorite phase four MCU movie? Does that also include the crap that they've released on uh, Disney Plus as like the uh, shows? You know what? We can include the shows. Yes, that's fine. Okay. Okay. Because now you've opened up a world for me. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to throw out Loki. Because That's a good fucking answer. Tom Hiddleston. Handsome man. One of the greatest and most underrated actors of all time, in my opinion. Uh, however, the preview that we got at the end of that show of motherfucking Kang. It's great. It, for anybody who hasn't already seen it, go back and watch it before you watch before you watch the Ant-Man movie because fuck am I excited for that movie because of that scene. You want to build a, vil a villain properly? Kevin Feige just showed you how to do it. Yes, I agree. Apparently, Matt hasn't seen any of it. No, I haven't. You, when, when the Bromigos were on this show, I even said I don't watch Marvel movies. So it's just not my thing. Like so disappointing. I know. I not know. How did you? Okay, 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 okay. Hold on, hold on. I, I, I apologize, uh, Delvin, but I now need to ask my co-host a few things because now I'm concerned about him. Yes. Do you watch the DC movies? No. The only oh, DC oh, movie thank I've God. seen, the only DC movie I've seen was the Zack Snyder's Justice League. Wait, what? There we go. Out of all of them, how about the animateds? Oh well, God, I, I, I've seen some of the animateds. You're right on that. Um, well, I actually prefer the animateds compared well, to. The, I the I will ask Matt an alternate question, so he maybe can redeem himself yet again. Okay. <laughs> Oh for two. Let's what go. is the best superhero parody, porn parody, you've ever watched? This is right up his alley. Right up his alley. This is the easiest alley I can give him. I guess I, I, you know what? It's actually funny. I did watch the She-Hulk version. No, 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 no. I didn't watch Phase Four of the Four Fairies. <laughs> if if we're going by broader scope of it, like of superhero movies, um, I'm gonna have to go. I I watched the one with China where she was She-Hulk. 
I those remember scenes, that being a thing. Those scenes were trash, though. I'm not going to lie. So why would you make it your number one pick? It's not because it's the only pick I have. There's like thousands of superhero porn parodies. I don't like parodies. I mean, that's that's porn stash's question. You're asking the wrong guy for that. I don't watch parodies. Uh, I, I, I watch I ap- MILFs. I watch I ap- MILFs and that's it. I apologize for my co-host. He is. He may be on a kink podcast, but he is one of the most vanilla human beings <laughs> on the face of the earth. I'm just uh, picky. You say vanilla. I'm so, just picky with what I watch. So to to give you a a decent one, uh, there is the uh, the this is not Batman uh, parody by Axel Braun. Uh, That's what people is, talk about. There is the Spider Man one, which is. Fucking fantastic, by the way. Uh, the I ha I personally because I'm a because I am that kind of person. Uh, prefer ones with like. How do I explain this? Uh. I have a I have a subscription to a to one that to a girl that does parodies of like uh video game characters. She does okay. League of Legends, Jinx and all sorts of other stuff, but she also does Raven from Teen Titans and that's fucking hot. Okay. We're going down the rabbit hole now. I asked the question cuz because the Batman one I knew because it became really popular because people were like, the costumes in this look better than the ones in the movie. Like a lot of those porn parody mo- movies, the costumes look better than the actual movie costumes do. They put like a oh, lot of budget into it. Although the Deadpool one, eh. Yeah. Wait, there's a Deadpool one? I gotta see that one. That'd be hilarious. See, now I mean, cool. I mean, for that one, at least the costume for Spider-Man is the same one as the Axel Braun one. Uh, but uh, the the costume that they have for Deadpool is appalling. Deadpool would be ashamed of that costume, apparently. Not my Deadpool. <laughs> 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 so let's get to it. You boys are hitting 100 episodes. So you guys thought of doing it completely original, unique idea that no one's ever done before of a roast. So, tell me how did this come about? How did you get the idea? What made you want to do a roast? Why do you want to do a roast? Have you heard some of the podcast roasts out there? Yes. Some of them are good. A lot of them are terrible. That's why I asked. I... The only... the, The one roast that comes to my mind is Jody's birthday roast. That was the first podcast roast that I've ever listened to, and I was laughing the entire time throughout, and I thought to myself as I realized we were approaching this in a couple of weeks, I think it would be a great idea for 69 Whiskey to do the episode 100 roast as like a way of like all of our friends that we've made from the other 99 episodes or and past guests come in and have it be like a cumulative effort to just absolutely completely ruin us with some of the worst jokes imaginable. Yeah. That was the Jody B roast with the second roast from we did. 
Fun fact, me and Jody B have the same birthday. The exact same <laughs> birthday. How many years apart? I want to say four or five. Wow, Something like weird. that. Yeah. So technically, his roast was also your roast. Kind of, yeah. Wait, because you guys did do a – you did. A, I don't know if I've heard the roast for you yet, but I think I've seen a clip That's of it. probably the one you want to listen to. That one's <laughs> yeah, really yeah. good. Because I know, I know you sent me something, the video of it somewhere or some way, or Jody sent it to me. He was on, all dressed up a certain way, and it was ridiculous. It's, it's on Patreon. It's on my Patreon. And that's so, where we'll stay at because it got wild. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, from my perspective, uh, Mish came to me with the idea, and I, I was basically just like, all right, let's see how it goes. Let's see what happens with it. Because at least with the last big idea that we had that we were that we tried real hard to put into motion and try to get done, uh, didn't pan out because we had this huge idea and too many moving parts. So we wanted something a little bit simpler for this one. Uh, not, not only that, I think the last time we tried doing a big episode, correct me if I'm wrong, um, was episode 69. Yep. Oh, that makes sense. Episode 69, because, you know, it's the namesake. You have to make that the big, the first big episode we get to. You know, people will just title it like, oh, nice, or with like a winky face in the title, like something dumb like that. Like, we wanted it to be like a big guest, and we did get a pretty big guest. We, we did get a good guest for it, but uh, we we originally, and I had literally spent three or four months working on this, was I was trying to do, combine uh, mine and Matt's love of wrestling and the fact that I do a lot that we do a lot of voiceover stuff uh, and do a uh, wrestling D&D kind of thing that I had written up and was going to try to run. But it just didn't work out. Life got in the way. It is what it is. Who was the original person you wanted to have on episode 69 in particular? We had a couple of people. And I know you ended up having wheelchair Barbie on, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that, yep. that she was great. We had a couple of people in mind that I had reached out to, but nothing ever came to fruition. You can it, give some names. Give some names. Can, um, one guy I follow who's a pretty big social media guy, uh, Robert Frank, 615, ring a bell to you. Yeah. I, I, that almost happened, but unfortunately it just fell through due to timing and things of that nature. Um, and I, there was a few other people, but I think they, they never got back to me, so I just forgot who they were. I, I always tell the funny story of me when I first – I was pretty young in the Delma Cox experience, and I was trying to get Keith Murray on the show. And it was so early, he didn't know what a podcast was. <laughs> so he was, like, he was thinking he had to fly in. Like, no, oh, you just – like, like I was trying to explain to him, like, he, like no, you don't have to fly in. And, and he's like, well, how do I get there? Like, you can just do it over your phone, or you can do it, do it like uh, with your computer. Was Zoom? How long have you been doing the show? Because was Zoom big at that time, or no? Not at all. This this was um, I, I don't even know if Zoom was even around. This was when Google Hangouts was still a thing. Oh God, uh, Google Hangouts and um, Skype. So oh God, Skype. I know uh, as far as like trying to get guests 
for episode 69, I shot for the moon and I tried so hard to get Lauren Phillips for a prank on on Mish so hard. Oh my god, I wanted it so bad, but at the same time it I had to I I personally had to pull off of the prank because it violates one of my own personal rules. Uh so what is the rule yeah. you can't say that not 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 give the rule so my my rule is i don't out people like oh. if you're not if you're not comfortable being open about who you are to everybody around you that's uh that's, a good that's your cho- that's your choice uh there are some things about about other people's lives that they don't necessarily display to the rest of the world and it bro it violated one of those rules for me and i was just like okay nope not doing it good on you that's good on you for doing now, it now i would i will say if you were able to pull off lauren phillips like as a guest oh yeah i would have been that would have been the best news ever but and I, and to be fair i did know about the prank he's he he told me about the prank and i thought it was funny like on paper it's hilarious but on paper, oh my god, it's it is fantastic. one of the greatest fucking things I've ever done in my life. Or will or um if I were to ever pull this off, uh Delvin, Matt may never talk to me again. Under the circumstances but, that you originally wanted to do it, no. But but if if I pulled it off, fuck. It would probably be the greatest content that 69 Whiskey has ever fucking made. <laughs> that's wild. And and that's and that's on top of the preacher's daughter story. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Is the risk worth the reward? I'm gonna say no. Nah. It's not and if it comes when it comes to outing people and stuff like that, that always feels gross to me. Yeah, that's all. That's always like a no go for me. Like that people, because that just called that opens up a whole can of worms for people. Yeah, so you did the right thing. Good on you. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no. We as far as like the roast goes, uh, as soon as we started planning it out, it was like, who who do we want? Who are we gonna try to get? And I reached out to a whole bunch of people, and. I am now going to out her uh, because it is now after the fact and you can't and we can't really like roast her directly. But Kitty was one of the people that I originally reached out to to get on the uh, on the roast to begin with. And she was like, yeah, I'll come with Jin. Oh. And yeah, so uh, you guys cutting her some slack on the episode just to give a little bit of a teaser on that uh was not justified at all well that was your fault you should have told us that before beforehand yeah you you to be fair let's be fair here. my side of the planning was more or less fine your side of the planning <laughs> was a logistical nightmare yeah it was it was difficult to maneuver well i can, I can give this details of it well, I'll let you give the details of it, Matt, because I because you're the one who approached me with the idea. Yeah, because my my intention was for you to be the roast master from the get go. That's yes. for one. So because everyone I wanted to have on had a Twitter, I figured I'd just make a Twitter fucking group 
to make it easier. That yes. way, we all had everybody could see the chats and everybody could, you know, be prepared and things of that nature. I added a couple other people about a few weeks left to go to the roast because we need. I felt like we were going to need more people. And like, shout out to my buddy Bill Burr. Yes. Oh. No, not Bill no. Burns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Burr. Not at all. No, not at all. Yeah, that it's was disappointing. Sound, yeah, it's gonna. That sound was disappointing. It's gonna sound even better on the fucking episode of 100 Rose too. Yeah. But uh, Bill Burns, past, past guest on the show. Yeah, and um, he came on. He's a train. He's a comedian. He he did a great job as well. Yeah, um, he did. He uh. He was a couple people, and keep in mind, only one person on my side of things backed out, and that was Jay's cuck ass from Pornstad. <laughs> he he called, he texts us with like a week to go, and says, "Hey guys, I'm not gonna be able to make it. My uh, my wife is bringing me to this surprise birthday party thing that my friend or my friend and my wife and I are going to surprise birthday that my friend has or whatever the fuck." And we're just like, yes. obviously, we're like, yeah, okay go but you cannot go because you've already agreed to coming on but yes. yeah the same thing happened to the majority of my guests no and... yours isn't an excuse those guys don't have a fucking excuse because they knew that they were going to be asked to go from asked from the get-go and they from my point of view initially agreed from what you told me yes they did so they, they agreed to go and then they decided to not go because no they they got uh pussy uh yanked no they're simps that's what they are that's all they are no, a bunch no. Of simps. no one's married and the other one is in a long-term committed relationship and if he wants to get laid anytime soon that's what he's gonna do listen i haven't gotten laid in a while fuck those bitches <laughs> oh my god you also can't find any uh, uh, <laughs> That might change. <laughs> I can't go. preface. I can't say too Have much. Have you started fishing change. with dynamite? What? <laughs> at this point, that, that at this point, that might be an option too. But either way, I mean, like, and you know what's funny? There were some jokes I said for them that I wasn't gonna go. And when you told me that they weren't coming on the day of, no less, you know what I did? I wrote the jokes I wasn't gonna write for them that moment right then and there those jokes were never planned to be there and they decided that they wanted to try and make my life a living hell what from from I, a planning perspective it was it was it, it was it was a little difficult because yeah it's difficult when you're telling me at the last possible second hey they can't make it when everybody's already written jokes for them so fuck them they're my boys and this. all but fuck them I will say this from the perspective of me as somebody who's my whole concept was I'm going to host the show. I don't want the show to be about me, but I want to be as entertaining as possible so I can pass it on to the next roaster. It's a little hard to do that when half of the people are right there. Like yeah. just, just leave. <laughs> so yeah, no, like, I get that. Yeah. So, so, but then again, I think um, overall, I think I did a pretty good job of you did. Moving you did a fantastic off. job. You did very good. I love the intro that you made for us that I'm going to put on there. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it's fantastic. It's one of my favorite things you've ever done. Yeah, but, um, uh, I wanted to because, you know, people like, I don't think people see the sound of me being funny all the time. And even when I did the roast, both roasts I was on, I was sick. <laughs> like one, I had the, the first one, I had COVID. 
before we knew what COVID was. So I was like literally dying on the show. And I couldn't, I couldn't leave because it was my actual roast. <laughs> and the second one, I got the shot, the, the, um, back, the second vaccine shot. And you got fucked up on that one? Yes. Yo, that's wild. God damn. So this was the only one I've been on that I was completely healthy on. So I wanted to take my time, write things out, and come up with a concept and an idea. So when I, the first thing I came up with was I was listening to episodes of 69 Whiskey, of course. I was thinking of things that would be funny. I didn't want to make things too personal. And I don't think I did. I just, I just was just shooting the hate shit being funny. To be fair, I wouldn't have cared on my end if you did. Everybody was ragging on me the entire time. Yeah. And I I don't care. Like, it, We're there to be funny and yes. be mean in a funny way. And that's... The whole intention of a roast, I think. Of course, I felt no, like I didn't have any limits. Like yeah. I was, I was free range for anything and any anybody that wanted to say shit. I, I felt like my whole plan was to say something funny, introduce the next roaster, keep the show flowing. That's what I, that's my whole thing. I want to do like the beginning part. That's why I thought, let me do this beginning section, and that'll be my thing. Mm-hmm. And then once I actually get into the show. I could do something a little small to introduce each each one of the roasters. And I thought the way I did it kind of kept the show moving. That was my whole thing. Whatever happens, like whether the roaster is good, bad, or indifferent, keep the show fucking moving. And that was my whole thing. Like, hey, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. This guy goes, all right, let's get to the next guy. Let's keep it moving. All right, let's get to the next guy. Let's keep it moving. And as I was doing that, I wanted to make sure, okay, get in a one-liner zinger. And the thing, I had the roasters line up written down and a little smart remark to say behind it. But then when half of the roasters called out, I just improvised certain aspects of it and just kind of went with the flow. And I think that kind of worked for the, the roast. I, thought, I will say did. this much. I'll credit Jody B too, because Jody B helped me a lot on my end of things, because originally we weren't going to have as many people. And Jody yes. said, listen, you better have some backups. So that's why we kept yes. inviting more people and thankfully, at least on my end, they showed up, and it was good, and I, it was overall pretty solid stuff. Like even I, I agree. Kitty, even Kitty, who we originally were going to ask anyway, Kitty didn't have anything planned, it seemed, and she did a pretty solid job. She put out a joke to me that I was like, damn, that yeah. was really good. It was pretty good. I think everybody did a pretty good job. And I, I will also be honest and say that I was completely unprepared on that fucking episode and shot off the cuff as well. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I think it, went, it went good. Yeah. I, I will say this. I, I know we didn't record it. Huh? But I said some wild, funny stuff before the road started. Yo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, oh, my God. That was good. Let's be honest. You and Kitty had some... Um, I'll, I'll put it out there for those of you that may want to know. Um, I'll put you and Kitty had some uh, had a little thing going on behind the scenes there before everything started. You know, yeah. I think you just found yourself. I think you just found yourself a new Southern Belle. <laughs> you know, I was kind of <laughs> like, um, I wanted to make because I know people like they. I don't know. It's just a thing where you said a while back. About the like a smile, like oh, I don't think that was that funny on roast. So I said, you know what? Let me let me write something down to be funny, and I want to specifically make sure what I wrote down. Didn't ask Jody to help with because on the last one, 
Jody wrote some stuff for me. I don't think it gelled enough because I wasn't feeling good. This one, I wrote everything. I took my time and kind of did my thing. And Jody knows what I want to. I'm really quick with remarks. And Jody, Jody, out of all everybody, a few people see me like just off the cuffs and say mean and wild shit. <laughs> so you were saying some you were saying some wild shit in the chat. Let's yes. also be fair. You were you and Jody kept coming off with stuff, and I was just like, oh, if this is the shit that they're coming up with, this is gonna be a good. Like yeah. you and Jody were the two people I was looking forward to the most, and that's not putting down anybody that was in the chat. But I was one wondering because. You did mention, like, I didn't know from a funny perspective how you would be on the roast. Yes. And I was very ha- pleased with what you came up with. That was fantastic. And yes. then Jody was probably my favorite roaster I was looking forward to. That's why we put him on before us, because we knew he was going to come out with some bonkers shit. Correct. And, that, and that's what I kind of figured, too. So I like, you know, that's, that's Jody. And the crazy thing about it is me and Jody just... Dude, say wild shit like that all the time. It's just stuff we do when we talk to each other. When we're not talking about really serious stuff and being depressing and shit, we just say funny shit. <laughs> so that's, so that's kind of just par for the course for us. Yeah, pretty much. But it, it's it's just it's just I'm glad that it came together the way that it did. Obviously, I was hoping that other people would show up and that would be even better. But I think for what it was, I think it was a really solid roast. I, I will say this, and I think this will help people understand it and enjoy it for that matter. I think it's short. It's only like 45 minutes to an hour. It's about an hour. That is the perfect length you want to roast. That's like TV time. As soon as you get into it, you get into it, you have your highs, and you're kind of going. That's it. And I think it, it's the most cohesive roast I've been a part of. And I think well, that's it, because, you know, because what I, I meant by that is because, you know, when you're in like a roast, like some of the roasts have been in like two hours or something like that, you have your highs, you have your lows, because some people, like some people prepare, some people don't prepare, and sometimes people who don't prepare, bomb. And if you don't have a host who knows how to kind of, let's just keep it moving, it just kind of sits there. This roast was fortunate because... I don't feel like nobody really bombed. I feel like it just—I feel like it just kind of flowed evenly together. Even the, the most where people were like, "Yeah, this is what maybe a low point." The Before beautiful part—the beautiful part is everybody that was there, who came prepared, was able to also freestyle and add to their stuff as the as the roast was going on. That. When those of us that just straight up improvised, we we were smooth enough with the improvisations to just blend in with everybody. Yeah, I agree. And I think it worked really well for that. I'm excited for people to hear it, honestly. I think it's going to be a really fun treat for everybody. Let's do 69 Whiskey fans will enjoy it. I think they're probably gonna think I'm a massive asshole if if they don't think I'm an asshole for this episode <laughs> already. They're probably gonna think I'm a massive asshole, which is fine. Yeah, it's it's jokes, people. It's okay. It's just jokes. Like, listen, like I I was I was saying shit about the, our, some of our friends that I wrote probably the meanest jokes of the bunch for. Um, at the end of the day, it's jokes. I don't I don't really. It's not like I did it 
ill will towards them. Like, hey, I, I hate you and everything about you. But these are just oh, some fucked up jokes I had in my head that I was just like, oh, I did. I'm not going to cross that line. Fuck but then, <laughs> but then when they said they weren't going to show up last minute, I'm like, okay, now it's time to cross the line. Yeah, fuck them. Out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if so I can talk shit. <laughs> no, I think I think everything went good. I'm glad that you guys are at 100 episodes. What do you? Th- where do you think the show goes from here? What do you think the future holds for 69 Whiskey? What What do you want to do besides have the Promigos on episode? But finally, we well, have we, had them on. An we, episode. we have had them on an episode. We have I them. I fucking traumatized them. No, they. Oh my god. <laughs> Delvin, it's funny. We oh were just... my! Can I can I explain yeah, you to go you? Ahead. You go the ahead. The absolute look of shock on this poor boy's face as I showed him a remote control cock cage that, if you get an erection, electrocutes you. A what? <laughs> it was a remote control cock cage. Why would anybody want that? Listen, man, some people have some, I'm not going to say weird, so, I think that might be derogatory, but. It's yeah. So, so this is a toy for who are into uh, degradation play, uh, who are into edge play. Uh, th- these are all things that are that and uh, cock, uh, cock torture. Which is basically, it's also a good tool for chastity as well. It's also a good tool for torturing American soldiers. In I, I I agree with that statement. Why would uh, somebody want to wear a device on their penis that shocks them? So it again, it's a chastity thing. So if a submissive who is, and this is super hardcore. I'm not saying that this is all submissives. I'm not saying that this is even like somebody who is reasonable. Okay. <laughs> Do you hear the notion of this shit? I'm not saying this is a reasonable person. Yeah, we kind of figured that out. Already. Well, ho- ho- hold on. All right, we're gonna. Uh, this is somebody who who is into very hardcore chastity and. This is not somebody that I normally play with, and this is not somebody that I usually interact with. But uh, essentially, this is somebody who enjoys putting their uh, genitalia in this device. They're dominant, basically saying, okay, you are not allowed to do anything with your uh, genitalia until this point in time. And they would set a timer on their uh, on the application and when the application ended then the cock cage would release now there is you know multiple... what it sounds like you remember the trap from saw that yes. people had on their head that just like breaks their fucking head skull open yeah that's what it sounds oh yeah like. yeah listen i i get it this one's fucked up and is a really really hardcore toy and I say that because there is a mode on this device that you can set it for a certain period of time where nobody can unlock it. Fuck 
that. Yeah, fuck that. That's that was one of the things that I said about it. Like I was like, this is super hardcore. This is not something that I would ever fucking play with. Cause one fucking mistake and you can't fucking jerk off for a month. Eric, how did this become in your possession? No, it's not in my possession. He just saw it online and decided to I saw it traumatize on... my friends. I-, I saw it online and we were doing an episode about uh about remote uh remote play with your partners. Yeah. Gotcha. So I was bringing up uh, remote vibrators. Uh, There's these little bracelet things that you can deliver a little bit, a little shock for some shit. Uh, There's a lot of different stuff that's out there. And then this was the piece de resistance that the poor kid broke on. Wow. Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. I have multiple questions to ask. Not to change the subject too much from your torture device. Who is your one? Who is your dream guest of having on the show? Oh my god! I have a few. Two. I guess I'll ask you two after you answer the first question first. So, as far as dream guests for kink at least uh honestly doesn't have to be a kink person by the way i i I well no 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 i understand that it's so for me there's a couple there's a couple of different categories of dream guests for me for this show uh, as far as like adult entertainment guests, I would love to have Sam Regal on this show. Okay. Uh, he's a fantastic voice actor and director. He's currently on a show called uh, Critical Role, which I follow very heavily. But the thing about that I love most about him is he he is the one that shills for all of the for all of their sponsors. So the off the wall bullshit crazy advertisements that he comes up with, I resonate with on a very personal level from the crazy bullshit that I designed when I was doing uh, stuff for radio production stuff. Gotcha. As far as like kink people, uh. Porn wise, I know dead off the bat, uh, K- uh, Kenzie Reeves, uh, just because I want to like, I I, I want to hear like all the crazy stories that this girl has, uh, and then yeah, I've got a whole bunch of other guests floating around there, but those are like the top ones. I have, yeah, so I have a few. Um, I've definitely, actually, this kind of coincides with the first question before we got off to the cock torture tangent. Um, Where I see the show going forward is definitely bigger guests, obviously within our means as well. I've reached out to a couple of those bigger guests over the last couple of weeks to see what happens, and nothing yet, but we'll keep pushing. 
Um, as far as like name guests go, um, I think Lisa Ann's definitely in there somewhere because I've heard her on podcast. She's incredibly entertaining to listen to, and I've met her as well, and she's a very sweet lady. Okay. Let's definitely see. I knew her for being a very sweet lady. That's yeah, nice. she's very nice. Um, from I there, think Lisa Ann, I think a very sweet lady. That's correct. <laughs> I, listen, man, at the as as much as we want to say like oh Lisa Ann's like the best milf ever, things like that, like th- she's also a person. And sometimes the, to me, Lisa Ann the person is more interesting than Lisa Ann the porn star. That's just my opinion. Okay, that's that's a good way to look at things. That's good. But right. um let's see, Wheeler Walker Jr. That's another one of mine, the okay. parody country artist that me and Jody like. Yes. Um I'm still going with Robert Frank six one five because I think we can have a good discussion on like the state of you know, masculinity and, and insects because he has his opinions. We, or I would say we, like each of us have our own. And I think that would be a good contrast of a conversation without, you know, crossing any lines, if you okay. ask me. like it. But um, those are just off the top of the head. So if anybody also wants to reach out to them on behalf of us, that'd be great too. But um, I'm definitely, those are goals for me in the future. There's also some other people in the kink scene that I'm, I'm planning to reach out to in the future as well that I won't name yet, but when I, we I get have, there, we get there. I have somebody for y'all. Ooh, hmm. tell me. Out of left field, completely out of left field. Dr. Roof. Who? Dr. Roof. You know who Dr. Roof is? No, Dr. I don't. Roof. No, the I world don't. famous sex therapist. She's ninety six now. Doctor Ruth. Yes. Doctor Ruth. Oh my yes. God. Yes. Yes. See now you now you now you figure out what I'm putting down. I know exactly who you're talking about. I would love to have Doctor Ruth on. I, I, I think it would be I fascinating. Think that for would you guys. be that'd be great. Oh my God, that would be such an educational experience for fucking one bet. <laughs> I bet, but you know what? At the same uh, time. I'm also thinking about this as well. Now you say about sex educators and, and doctors and things. I want to have a, a woman named Emily Morris on. She's like a sex educator too. I was going to mention I, that. I, not her particularly, but I think it will be cool to have you guys talk to sex ed- educators and people well, that ilk. That would be really cool. To, that would be a really cool, interesting dialogue because they look at sex in such a different way. That's why I said Dr. Ruth because the way she looks at sex is so fascinating, especially when you hear it from a 96-year-old woman. She's mm-hmm. telling you like, like she's seen every major era of sex in the last obviously yeah. well, all of her life, but that's that's actually part bringing it back to again your question about where we see the future of 69 whiskey. Uh that's part of what I want to do is go out and experience that stuff more. Uh over the last year we've uh, gotten invited to a whole plethora of BDSM and kink events uh, going on throughout the entire country. That's great. And I'd love to go to a few of them, and I'd love to drag Mish to a few of them and see what experiences and uh, atrocities he gets up to. That's true. There you go, Matt. If, only, you go? if, if only my job would give me the availability for it, that would be great, but we'll see what happens. Take a day off. Take a Saturday off or something like that. It's it's not as easy as you think it is, at least for right now. 
I don't see the thing was with Eric, he'll talk about like going to all these events. And that's great. As much as I would love to be a part of it. I don't think that far ahead for things like that. You know, I have to worry about scheduling. I have to well meticulously plan it out. Things that's, like that. That's why I, that, well, that's why I try to tell you these things so far out in advance because yes, there are with the situation. So being completely transparent to our audience right now, uh, when you do have responsibilities like a job and a day and bills to pay, you are only able to choose and do so many things with your time. Now, if you plan it out correctly and give people enough heads up, you can typically take one or two to maybe three of these a year if you're consistently with the same company. If you keep switching companies, that's when it becomes difficult. Now, Mish, the truth be told, if you wanted to go to like maybe a day to one of these local events, you could do that real easy. You just go to your boss and you go, hey, this of this time during these during this month about four months from now can i be not on the fucking card for people to work and he'll go yeah you gave me four months had notice yeah, <laughs> go we'll right ahead <laughs> we'll see like as far as like a day goes i can understand the day aspect of it it's just that i can't take multiple days because then that actually really hurts my paycheck so well, just make it a day to make it a day. Yeah, exactly. I could do the day. I'm not opposed to doing a day and, now that I think about it. But like a whole weekend, there's yeah, only certain times weekend. I can do a whole weekend. And then the only thing I will ever do a whole weekend for is Exotica. That is that's as far mm. as it goes for me. Honestly, I'm I'm actually going to reduce on Exotica. Really? Personally. Why is that? Yes, we get a lot of good business contacts and we do a lot of good networking for the show. Uh, I think we do better as far as reaching people with going to the communal events. True, but if you think about it, we also didn't have a media pass last year. I agree with you. That that If we can pull that off this time around, that's a whole different game changer, you know? That's my point of view of it, you know what I mean? But that's a conversation to be had a couple months from now, if anything. Yes. Understood. For those who want to know, how soon is Roast coming out? Are we on the precipice of it? Um, right now, as we record this current episode of the lovely Dove and Cox experience, we are at episode 95, which is about to release tonight since it's Thursday and we release episodes on Fridays. So technically speaking, five weeks, given any issues, I'd say about six to eight weeks if, say, we need to take a break one week for whatever reason. But that's the range I'm thinking. Okay, so not too bad. Not too bad. We still put out consistent content even when we do take out take our breaks. So it's not like you're really missing anything from us, just on an audio aspect that you're missing some stuff out. But we want to make sure that we just don't want to put out content. That's why we take those days off 
Because if nothing's happening, what are we going to talk about? I don't want to bore anybody. That's the other thing. Jody B once said this to me, and it makes a lot of sense. Getting to 100 episodes is is easy. What you do after the fact is hard. And <laughs> I don't want to just put out content for the sake of content. You know, sometimes I feel like we do that. And sometimes it's really good. Sometimes it could be better. And that's just, you know, my own criticisms of the show. And that's fine. Because if you don't criticize what you do, you never, you're never going to get better. Mm-hmm. I agree. You're never going to make it to the second uh, 100, the 200 mark. So, Well said. All right. Let me notify you guys that probably like in five weeks, episode 100 coming out. Make sure you check that out. So, Well. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for checking out the Delvin Cox Experience featuring your boys at 69 Whiskey. Below me is that dollar store dom, Eric motherfucking Weinstein, and this beautiful voice right here is Motorboat and Matt Mish, head advocate of the Big Titty Committee. So if you want to check out our show, search up 69 Whiskey on your favorite podcasting platforms, including, but not limited to, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast, iHeart, and so many more. We also, you can also find us on social media. That is Twitter, 69 Whiskey Pod, Instagram, and TikTok, 69 Whiskey Podcast, Facebook, the letters R U 69 Whiskey. And for gaming content and more that we don't ever use, just search up 69 Whiskey on YouTube and Twitch. And of course, we actually, over the course of this 100 episode run that we've been on, um, we actually got syndicated. So you can find us on fullswapradio.com, Thursdays, 6.30 a.m., Saturdays, 10 p.m. Those times are Central Standard Time, so please adjust them to your own time slot. There you go. Hey, you got to say before we go? Make sure you download the Full Swap Radio app on your cell phone and iOS. Uh, just, <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> We're shills. We, we admit it. Uh, nah. Everybody have a good night, and thank you for all of the support, and thank you, Delvin, for being such a kind and generous human being. My pleasure. He got the name right. Got it in there. Listen, I'm. So I told you, you, I'm working on it. I'm trying so desperately, fucking hard. I suck at this. Oh, man. Names are like my kryptonite. If it wasn't for that, I'd be a fucking multimillionaire because nobody think I'm an asshole. <laughs> That's it. Delvin Cox Spears, we out. Peace.